Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out. Check it out at theventureout.com. Best way to start your day. And I'm Bo. That's it. <laughs> you should name one of your kids Arrow. Or like or like Quiver or something. <laughs> you know, um, that that was a possibility for the name of, of uh, our son. And I had to veto that. I was like, no. Oh, you know, our other friend named this kid Archer. That'd probably be the best thing you could get would be a kid named Archer. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's already taken. So The bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hey, uh, sorry if I cough a little bit here. Uh, part of the reason why there's been such a lag between episodes here, because your boy caught bronchitis. I went up uh, right after Thanksgiving. I, uh, I got back home and I noticed that I had a little, a little tingle in my throat. Yeah. And then it just uh, turned into a hacking cough. And then I was uh, oh, just way too sick to go to work. Oh, <laughs> no. oh my goodness. Oh, well, so I mean, we are glad you were back, Lance. Because actually, me and Bo talked about this while you were away. We're like, can we have this podcast without Lance? And we quickly realized, no, of course not. <laughs> you should try it because it, it'll, <laughs> it'll, show me, it'll show you my worth. I, <laughs> the dynamic between, I think it's really three people that you got to really have here. Because we've, we've done a couple two-man shows. And I like them, but uh, the, I think the three-man dynamic is where it's at. Yeah, but I think if you weren't here, the episode would try and be like, man. That's so uplifting. I know, right? Be you way know? too positive. <laughs> you guys like be high five and like, man, you know what? The world's such a great place. There's nothing bad. Yes. Well, as you'll see in a minute, once we get into hot take news, <laughs> I've been saving it up, saving up the vitriol for you guys. <laughs> All right. So, Johnny, what do you want to tell us about? So, the last uh, several weeks, uh, what have I been up to? Just uh, traveling a lot. Been to D.C., Vegas, Death Valley, in case we haven't covered that yet. Um, Death Valley. I don't think I know about that one. Yeah, Death Valley. I mean, two days in Vegas, gambling my heart out, and then uh, <laughs> actually made it out on top this time. Hey, nice. So, but how much? Uh, 300. Ooh. Poker? Million, poker? million dollars. <laughs> right, you have gold-plated <laughs> podcast. Gold-plated <laughs> teeth. Um, and then we spent uh, two days in Death Valley just doing some hikes around. It's a beautiful place. Death Valley is apparently is the size of Connecticut. Oh, wow. So it's massive. Mountains all over the place and um, salt flats, too. That was my favorite part, just walking out there, very serene, very peaceful. I want to drive a car uh, on a salt flats, like 300 miles an hour. I want they, to, they, they do that. They, um, they race cars out by uh, Salt Lake City. Maybe not 300, but like yeah. fast, like yeah, 120 yeah. On, a, on a salt flat, and then just hit a U-turn. So, yeah, so that's me out there trying to find love. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's where I got to go meet girls is... The salt pit. <laughs> An empty desert. <laughs> <laughs> How romantic. Where'd you go? Death Valley. I mean, you'll see her. Hell, if, she, if she's there, you'll, you won't miss her. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, so I, I went up to Bonneville Salt Flats not too long ago. And uh, I would say that there's there's kind of a big section of, of the Bonneville Salt Flats if you've never been. So you kind of go out and it's it's like the middle of nowhere, right? Uh-huh. So you go out to Salt Lake City and you just kind of keep going. And then you take a kind of a just like a dirt, not dirt road, but it's a road that uh, that goes out, and then it just kind of s- stops. And you, I guess you you get off the road and you're dr- driving on what was essentially like a uh, inland sea. Ooh, you know that's kind of where all the salt cannon came from. Mm-hmm. And so you really can only drive on it um, later in the year because it because it will rain on there. And is, is it just like of, open? Like, do you need a permit to drive your car? No, off? no. And that it's was like at some point you just drive, and then it's just like. An empty field as yep. far as you can see. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like, it, you know, like people go really fast on it because it's flat, but it's not like super duper flat. And when we went there, um, you know, we were walking around, taking pictures, walking on the salt. 
and then this truck kind of goes out there and just starts doing donuts. Yeah, that's what I want to do. In the middle of the salt flat. But if you don't know, the salt is only like like a quarter of an inch thick at the most. You know, mm-hmm. it's really thin. And so you're kind of walking in like a giant eggshell and it cracks and underneath it's just mud. Oh, so, so. you could sink in? Is this uh, where quicksand is? I, like, no, I was so terrified of quicksand as a kid, yeah. and I have no idea where it is, and I've never encountered it as an adult. Well, it's it's not like it's not like deep mud, but it's it's just like a the bed of a lake essentially. That doesn't help me with the visual. <laughs> oh, okay, well, okay, it's just it's just a thin layer of dirt. So did the car sink? No, the car didn't sink. It just okay. it starts when it, the car was doing donuts. It's not flinging up salt anymore. It's flinging up mud. Oh, okay. Yeah. So hmm. even so, in the desert, there's mud, but it's just like an well, inch. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call that really the desert. I guess, but because it's because the deserts are in Arizona and like southern Utah, and the Bonneville Salt Flats are in northern Utah, so it's like the difference between you know um, the bottom of Georgia and the top of Georgia. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Good enough for me. Uh, hey, so Johnny, tell everybody about our uh, Patreon. Of course, Patreon dot com slash junto show so go visit it tell your friends this is where you can contribute just a few bucks to help us do what we love to do which is getting together and hosting this podcast yeah it uh, lets us know how much you appreciate it and it keeps us going a little bit here all right so let's go ahead and get into the show this is the junto show and the junto is a club benjamin franklin founded way back when america was great the purpose of the junto was to debate questions of morals politics and natural philosophy our show is not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. All right, so what's today? What are we gonna? What am I lying to tell you guys today is? All right, today is Friday, December twenty first, two thousand and eighteen. Man, almost time for Christmas. Almost time for New Year's. Woo wee! Y'all finish your uh, I don't know Christmas presents if there's a lot of that or whatnot. Nah, nah. I have I I bought a, a bunch of presents like in April, <laughs> and for like five people. And I haven't uh, finished up the shopping. <laughs> so you shop for three other people, is what you're saying? I think I've probably got f- four more people on the list that I should get stuff for. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, well, How many people are you shopping for and how much of it have you done? Uh, so I've shopped for... I, I bought zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, usually what I do is uh, I'll, I'll buy it pretty soon, maybe the 23rd. And then I'll be like, <laughs> if it gets there before the 1st, I'm okay. All right. Yeah. How many people are you shopping for? Um, maybe seven or eight, I think. Okay, so I've got a, I've got a maybe th- got my three sisters, mom. Well, I guess I have the other sister, but I never get anything. <laughs> I don't think she's a listener. I love you if you are. <laughs> um, be my little brother, uh, and my, I should get something for my for my mom, dad, and stepmom. So that's what like ten, ten people. Okay. Mm, not good either. <laughs> yeah, I've got about uh, 12 to 15 people on my list. Ooh, Johnny. And yep. taking the opposite approach from Bo, I uh, created before Thanksgiving a spreadsheet <laughs> that I uh, trace year to year. I track what my estimated budget for each person is, the actuals that I spend for each person. And uh, hopefully I get most of it done on uh, Black Friday. But if not, then by the following week, usually I have an idea of what, what it is already. I'm just keeping an eye out for the deals. The deals, man. Yeah, that's funny. And that's why Johnny's a manager. <laughs> A, yeah, I'll, I'll never. I think that right there illustrates the difference between uh, someone who should, you know, be in charge of like a kind of a project <laughs> kind of thing, and then uh, someone who is more just, you know, I'll I'll try to fix something and up and, and get it to you, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, Johnny. Like uh, I used to live with Johnny, and I've seen him kind of work or whatever. And he he really plans out stuff, and he gets a lot done in a year. You know, 
Uh, so good for him. All right. This is gonna sound a little crazy, but the the two weeks I have off for Christmas and New Year's vacation, mm-hmm. which is more than I thought two weeks off. So I got two weeks off. I've plotted out every single day what I'm gonna try to do. Yeah, see, I know. And, and can you believe that one girl dumped me because I had too many goals? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a funny story. <laughs> I don't know if it's for here, <laughs> but uh, but she, but she was a PhD student. I don't have to call her out, but what the hell, like, I hate goals. Let me go be back to my doctorate. <laughs> I don't know. That's not what she sounded like. All right. <laughs> All right. My, well, so, so even though I had bronchitis, man, uh, my voice came back. You know, I was pretty hoarse for a minute. For, for, a, for a split second, I thought I might come out of that whole sickness thing with some kind of, like, actual manly voice. But uh, no. It's back, right. it's back. Do you want uh, someone else to read some of the stuff? Or no, no, I feel fine. Save your voice? No, no, All no. Right. It's, it's fine. It, that was from Thanksgiving. So at this point, um, I'm, it is what it is, you know. You guys, I'm coughing. It's fine. <laughs> it does sound a little deeper. Just saying. Oh really? Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> I listen back to this and I'm like, oh. I like you how you're like. It sounds deeper. Oh really? <laughs> really? <laughs> well, okay. I'm All right, that's too much BS. All right, we're, we're going to kick things off with our first second here. Oh wait, <laughs> we're going to kick things off here with our first segment, hot take news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right. Hey, okay. First story. <laughs> we are professionals. Right? Uh, it's it's a little rusty. It's fine. Uh, first story. Uh, people in New York are getting their Second Amendment right to bear nunchucks <laughs> held up in court. I guess there was a big case where like uh, you couldn't have nunchucks. They were considered a weapon. And then somebody uh, fought the the case. And uh, was that sponsored by Chuck Norris? <laughs> it's uh, I was going to go with uh, Michelangelo. <laughs> he lives in New York. <laughs> Oh. And I think you can have brass knuckles too, right? Is that part of it? I, well, <laughs> I saw knuckles? the picture for the thing, and they had like nunchucks and brass knuckles. It is so. wild that like so many states are like you can have assault rifles, and then New York's like, but you can't have nunchucks. <laughs> like, okay, so so that's just New York. Uh, the case was about New York, I guess. I think maybe some cops took some. I didn't read the story. No, but but what about Florida? If I walk around with, uh, nunchucks, is that okay or no? Florida is not an open carry state. It turns out. So I don't know. So I can't openly carry nunchucks, but if I put it in a case, I'm cool. If you if you can conceal carry your nunchucks, yes. Is that a thing? Really? Um, you can conceal carry a weapon. So I don't know what the rules are. What about the uh, the brass uh, knuckles, like Bo was referencing? I really don't know. I really don't know. Mm. Well, I think this was. Um, I think this law came out of New York's uh, initiative in the in the mid '90s. It's like an anti ninja uh, <laughs> legislation. Yeah, there was too there's too much uh, Foot Clan activity going on down there. Giuliani, he got rid of all the uh, the, the brothels, the strip clubs, the hookers, and uh, yeah. anonymous ninja activity. Well, you know, it, you know, the, everybody kind of knows about the broken window policy, but the broken windows was caused by the ninjas. So <laughs> that's was Giuli- did Giuliani make a uh, cameo in any of the Ninja Turtles movies? Like did they, or was it like a fake? Uh, made up mayor then i don't know i'll look that up later he's probably Tommy's way off too it's 84 all right so i looked it up and according to quora in florida it's a concealed weapons permit you can carry switchblades tasers even a sword if you can conceal it don't try it elsewhere however the nunchucks is simply not that effective a weapon uh yeah you're definitely going to hit yourself with the nuts before you hit your burglar <laughs> before you hit your uh... fake news <laughs> yeah and and on that point i think when i was a kid i think i actually did try to buy nunchucks mm-hmm. and i've I think I remember being told that I could not buy nunchucks in Florida I, as like a 12-year-old kid, you know, at a flea market or something. That My sister was dating some guy, and I guess she was like babysitting me, so we, we went over his house, and I don't know, I won't say which sister, but he had like 
I guess he was some type of a, a karate dude or whatever, and he had like a metal bow staff, like ninja stars, like metal nunchucks, and a three section staff. And I I wanted all of that so bad. And he would let me play with it. Cause I was probably four or two, but like, yeah, I got this from the mall. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the garbage they sell at a mecca at the, the local convention. Yeah. All right. So uh, anyway, you, you can have nunchucks in uh, New York now. So have fun with that. All right. So guys, uh, next topic: What percentage of millennials do you think quote firmly believe that the Earth is round? Hundred percent. Uh, probably closer to seventy percent. So you think thirty percent of millennials think that the Earth is flat, or uh, are willing to to, uh, to willing to accept that it's possible that the Earth is flat? Well, so um, just the fact that you're bringing up this stat <laughs> makes me think that it is wildly higher than uh, than I would ever give credit for. Yes, and Johnny, so what makes you so confident in the millennials' intelligence or belief in science? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, so but boy, has a point. You bring it up has to be some wild number. Thirty percent thinks I think is too much. So, if anybody thinks it, it's crazy enough for me, so I'm going to say five percent. Five percent believe it's a flat Earth out there. Okay, so at, at, I think it was a you you got some poll like that found that sixty six percent of millennials firmly believe that the Earth is round, which gives us uh, was it thirty four percent are question open to questioning. Is that true? Is it's is, a poll, but but is the converse true? Just because sixty six percent believe it's a round earth firmly it firmly I think it's a cube or something. No, it's just true so the 30 whatever other percent out there okay i guess yeah not necessarily flat it could be some other shape no 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 no. <laughs> i'm saying they could believe we're in a video game uh they could believe we are just a computer construct but you they could be could a, believe a computer construct with a round earth nah. <laughs> just be digital it's very meta questions you know yeah I don't know, but it's 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 wild, right? Thirty three percent of people don't think the Earth is round, and, and you hear about him, right? Like Steph Curry, the basketball player, he just came out as a flat earther. There's, uh, I think that rapper, uh, Bob, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He was a flat earther. Um, I don't know, a couple of my cousins, <laughs> I met, <laughs> right, right. And it's like, it's okay. So I read an article a while back. I think I brought it to the Junta show that said that older people can't distinguish fact or have a harder time distinguishing fact from opinion. So it was like people over... But these are millennials, though. Yeah, but so I think it was people over 50 were half as good as determining fact from opinion than people who were 18 to 29. They were twice as good as the older people at fact from opinion. So it's like old people can't tell... Uh, when this some, is this is like a natural thing too. So so you are going to be struggling with opinions and facts when you're older, and so on. I don't know. I, th- I think it's more like for the their first fifty years of their life or whatever, like the first thirty years of their life when they when their mind was formed, there was like three TV stations, and the dude on TV was like the guy you. There was one dude you went to uh, uh, Ted Koppel or whoever the hell Walter Cronkite. Yeah, Cron- Cronkite. You went to Cronkite, and he gave you the straight dick. <laughs> <laughs> What did he give you? It's an old saying. <laughs> it's on a Batman panel. <laughs> or Captain America. Wait, he gives you the straight dick? They give you the straight dick. Ah, don't lie to me. Give me the straight dick. Yeah, it's, it's funny because like, Captain America is like, talking to uh, to his little sidekick or whatever. He's like... Yeah, I'd like uh, to see that. I, I mean, it's like 30s talk or whatever. Anyway, so they get... He, I gotta tell you the truth, Wonder Woman. Here's the straight dick. <laughs> so he would... Get, he would be the guy you would go to, and you could trust him for like a thirty-year period. So, but now we're in the in the world of fake news and whatnot, and but you're still you're, you're in a fake news world with a 
Walter Cronkite mindset. And so you're just like, you kind of trust stuff and you get fooled. Is what I think is going on. But but I mean, but I don't really know if I'm... There's always been liars and shysters, right, in the world. Snake oil salesman. Yeah, snake oil, that's, that's older than Cronkite. That's 1800s. And then before that, there was, you know, people highfalutin and selling and peddling garbage and stuff like that. Yeah, before snakes and before oil. <laughs> yeah, but I think today's rate of consumption and rate of material, just you being bombarded in your face with, you know, what you think are straight dicks, but are not. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of stuff in your face. It comes all, at you all fast. Once. It does, you know. <laughs> So you know you you get hurt by them sometimes. <laughs> if you're not ready, yeah. So and 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 then the millennials though we've been growing up in a we're all millennials right? Johnny, you millennial? <laughs> Why are you calling me out for man? Why you gotta do that? You're a, a hair older than me. That's true. I'm, and I'm a hair on the edge of being a millennial myself. That's true. Uh, no, I think you're right. I am your elder. <laughs> So I, I think I age out of the millennials by just a year or two. I think anybody that heard you talk about how you've done your Christmas shopping three weeks ago <laughs> knows you're a little bit older. <laughs> anyway, but so so I think younger people, we've kind of grown up in an internet age where everything is BS. And I think that's part of why we're trained better to to be able to distinguish when people are making stuff up a little bit more. Yeah, we have a higher truth wall. Yeah, but also way more skepticism, which is why <laughs> we are more inclined to think that the moon landing didn't happen and that the Earth is round. Yeah, which is kind of like, you know, I, I think there's kind of two sides to that uh, kind of thing. So there is the obvious, like, you know, the Earth is not round. You know, they kind of scratch your head. But then the second part of that is, you know, obviously whoever told them the Earth is round did not do it in a convincing fashion or that information is so kind of ubiquitous that whenever you stop to think and say, is the earth round? You know, how do I know that the earth is round? I haven't traveled around the earth. I don't have a giant protractor that, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not floating out in space and seeing around earth. How do I know it's not just some ring, you know, rim world or ring world or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so I guess I kind of think there's a failure on, not society, but like school systems to be like, this is why we know it's round. Mm, we, we I don't just, want to put this on school. Well, uh, I don't want to put it on school, but I want to say somewhere in, in Steph Curry's life, right? Mm-hmm. Steph Curry was was said, hey, the earth is round. And he was just told the earth is round. Oh, and so Steph Curry goes, okay, the earth is round. And then someone goes, hey, you know all that stuff that they say about the earth is round? It's not true. The earth is actually flat. And they don't want you to know that. And then Steph Curry goes, you know, I I think you're wrong, but no one's ever told me how they know it's round. And how do I know that it's round? So, you know, I, I kind of like the idea of being, you know, con- contradictory. So, yeah, I'll go with the earth is flat until someone tells me that it shows me how it's round. You know? Okay, so one thing. I think that Steph Curry said that he thinks the moon landing was a hoax. And I think Kyrie Irving was a flat, er- flat earther. But anyway... People believe this garbage and it's bad. And um, have you guys encountered a flat earther in real life? Yes. What, what, how'd that go? Not well. <laughs> All right. I don't know. So look out for that. All right. So let me see. Next topic. Mm, oh, okay. An intersection of two of my least favorite things. So Taylor Swift had face scanning kiosks at her concert at the Rose Bowl. She had a little kiosk that she... So my, my two favorite things... The incoming surveillance apocalypse and Tay Tay. So she had a Tay Tay is still better than Kanye. Uh, you got me is in the corner. There. <laughs> is it Kanye or Yeezy? 
I think it's Yay right now. Yay. Okay. No, no, was was it was it? Uh, it was Jesus, right? Jesus. No, it was Jesus, and then it was Yandi. It's Yandi now. Yandi. Yes, and then soon to be uh, Yun Fuchs. So, so, so just give them mine. Tay Tay, greater sign symbol. Yay, 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 man. Yay, 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 yay. Yandi, right? Yandi. Man, uh, to college lands. So, so torn by that. So she had a kiosk that was playing a, a video clips of her, tra- uh, what's the word? Practicing for her concert. But as you walked past it, though, it was automatically scanning your face and sending that uh, biometric data off to her command center back in, in uh, Nashville to bump it up against the database of her known stalkers. And God knows what else they were doing with the with your face data once they were scanning it. And I'm just like, and in this article, they also said that routinely these concert venues have things up scanning your face and checking you against databases and whatnot. And they said that like the mall is doing this now. I think it was Nordstrom yeah. or somebody. I think Casino's been doing this for like 15 years though. Where? Well, Johnny's already. <laughs> Johnny's. Uh, yeah, I'm probably in all the systems. <laughs> but, gambling. <laughs> but I mean, if the, if they're scanning, you just make sure you're 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 you're, you're giving like a, a straight dick. Then it's okay. <laughs> I wish they would just tell me that they're scanning my face. Just give me the old SD. <laughs> okay. Well, so I thought, so I, I guess, uh, you know, the way you kind of described it at first, I was thinking these these people, like Taylor Swift had a kiosk, right? And people would walk up to it and be like, I want my face scanned. No, it was a, it was tricking you. I don't yeah. think it, it's like maybe your ticket says that once you're in a public venue that you're uh, able to be photographed or whatever like yeah. that. But it wasn't like, hey, scan your face. It was... And I do think that there is a, a group of, I would say, journalists, right, and people that are are um, in the world uh, that are talking more about privacy. So Facebook, there's a lot of stuff that they've done in the past couple of years that everybody's like, you know, I'm on Facebook, and then you took my information, you gave it to a third party. And, and these stories kind of come out that, oh, they not only did that with Cambridge Analytica, they did that two other times, they did it to all these other companies. They're just selling your information willy-nilly. Yeah, crazy. And, you know, once you sign up for Facebook, if you read the agreement, you essentially, you become the product, right? Whatever I started reading there. it when I signed up in college, and I'm about halfway through. <laughs> okay, well, so uh, the, the main thing is anything you upload on Facebook is, uh, Facebook's allowed to do essentially whatever they want. With Even it. stuff you don't upload. Oh, wait, I, there was some story that, like, uh, things you uploaded but didn't post were available to third-party people. So, like, I don't know, if you accidentally put some picture somewhere yeah. but didn't put, uh, didn't actually post it. And so... And so there's a lot of people that I think are trying to come up with this uh, this kind of uh, conversation right in society and saying like, you know, we really should talk about privacy. You know, hey, you know, there's there's coming an age whenever you're going to walk outdoor and you may not realize that you're giving away all your information. Like there was a recent story about how uh, your GPS information plus your shopping habits plus your uh, your online searching history can basically give enough information to a company to essentially know everything about you, right? And so if you're yeah. at a location, you can say, hey, you've bought coffee before, you're you're near Starbucks, here's a coffee ad, you know? Hey, I, I'm looking forward to that scene in Minority Report where I'm Tom Cruise running away, I'm just being scanned left and right for everything, and it knows exactly what I want. Well, hey, welcome back, John. Here are some express clothes that are for sale. While you're running? Sure. <laughs> they should be offering you some shoes or something. Oh, that's true. Be more customized. Hey, Johnny, this is Starbucks. Have some caffeine. You will look good in stripes. There you go. See, orange jumpsuits. I think life would be great when that happens. Oh my gosh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I saw something that it was like um, some company is investing in a startup whose face scanning technology can catch you while you're on the move and scan your face within a second. 
So I'm just like, you're yeah. not even going to have to stand still in front of a kiosk soon. It's just going to be get you however they're going to get you. Yeah. And so I, I think that the point I was trying to make is, you know, a lot of their people that are trying to come with this conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of bring it up and say, you know, this is really concerning. I'm not sure I really want. I didn't know if I, I didn't give consent to give my information or this. Well, you probably did and didn't know it. Well, or, or, you, like or the, the, the kiosk, right? You didn't yeah. give you didn't go up to it and be like, yeah, you can scan my face, you know, and you can you can take my my likeness and, and check it against people. But whenever you bring this up, you know, you'll kind of hear people and they'll just kind of go, meh, OK, fine. Yeah. And everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I, I hate to be part of the problem, but I, I hear that news. I'm like, meh. All right. I mean, if anybody's going to get my information, I'm sure they can catch me on a, a billion other things already that I'm out there. They'll probably know my gait. They'll probably know my face, my biometrics. That's not good, though. It's not good. Uh, there should probably be some protections out there, but yeah. It's out It's Okay. Well, it, it might have been like the like Pandora's box might have been opened up already or something. Yes, but, you know, but. It, I, if, if Pandora's box was open and people knew it was open and then decided they didn't care, that's one thing, but I think Pandora's box is open, and people are walking past it without even un- like understanding yeah, that it's saying. open. Yeah, that's what you're saying, and, and that's why. But re- I, but rest assured, you're not going to be at a Tay Tay concert anytime soon. Mm, Ooh, all right, you want to go? I mean, I might go. Yeah, like I'd go to a Guar concert. I'm not like a fan of Guar music, but like I hear they put on an interesting show. So yeah, I would actually probably go. Well, I'm probably a little too old to go to a Guar concert now, but. Uh, I've always thought it was kind of a like it would just be like a spectacle, you know. So Guar is like a hard rock band. It's a well, it's an acronym, right? I have no idea. What is it? What is it? God, what awful racket! Or at least that's what I was told when I was younger. Oh, that's interesting. So. <laughs> I think they like they ha- they wear like these giant robot suits or something like that. And, yeah. And then they uh, the concerts are supposed to be like I think they vomit on you. Like it's it's this, it's supposed to be a huge weird spectacle that does all this. Yeah, no, no. I think I did hear about this. I think our friend Patrick goes to concerts like this all the time. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's between I, you and him. I think the the one they did when I where I was in college, they because they they kind of frequent college areas was they they had a giant worm on stage, essentially like a foam prop, and they would select a girl from the stage and they're like, "You, you are going to be sacrificed to the worm," and then they'd play their song, and then the girl would be eaten by the worm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. I'd go watch that. Not that I'm particularly interested in their music, but you know, to see a girl get ate by a worm. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm wrapping up my time here. Um, oh, uh, a judge in Texas just said Obamacare was uh, unconstitutional. Oh, yeah. I feel like that should be bigger news than it is because it's going to totally, some one guy just totally uproots the entire healthcare yeah, system I, I, for the country. Nobody seems to care. <laughs> no, I, I think it is pretty big news. It's making the headlines, I think, in the, in the feeds I've been reading. It makes news, but people don't, but, so every headline is like, yeah. this happened, and also, don't worry about it. But I think the difference this one, at least, is that Obamacare is still in effect until it gets to the next level of court and then after that even then it goes to the Supreme Court so yeah but I've heard so very we'll few people think take take seriously the chance that the Supreme Court could uphold this judge's ruling it seems to be like everybody thinks it'll be overturned because it's crazy and I'm like Donald Trump is president crazy things happen all the time like you can't just say cra- this sure. crazy thing is too this, this thing is too crazy to happen yeah I, I don't think you'd be too confident about it but they do say the uh, couple of times that the Supreme Court has ruled on Obamacare or the Affordable Health Care Act is weighed in favor of it, and just and the difference in the court today uh, wouldn't impact that. Meaning the five judges that ruled in favor of Affordable Care Act are still the same five that are there today. So 
stands to reason. But again, you can't be overconfident about the things. I, I'm not confident about anything. Yeah, you know, <laughs> well, and there, there's a there's like a dark stuff. there's like a dark sense of comedy that I'm like, what would happen if there was just ultimate chaos? <laughs> you know, like I'm just trying to think like there would be ultimate chaos. Well, no, and I'm just trying to think of like what would that ultimate chaos be? And yeah. I know that would be you'd be in Patlandia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're not all giant men, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work out for everybody. All right, so. Uh, since this may or may not be our end of the year show here, I uh, did you guys think about your favorite news stories of the uh, of the year? Heck yeah! Wrapping it up here. Heck yeah! Okay, so I think that well, I don't know about favorite, but I think the things that were kind of most consequential to the year would for me would be uh, the hurricane in Puerto Rico. I forget the name of the hurricane, but uh, Maria, yeah, Maria, yeah. Maria, yeah. Maria, and Irma in Florida, and then um, was it Harvey in Texas? The one in Puerto Rico had like by far the biggest death toll, right? The one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like an order of magnitude, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with that. Um, and uh, let me see what else. I wrote these down. Um, uh, Judge Kavanaugh getting put on the Supreme Court. I think that's going to be a huge deal. And um, depending on how it goes, probably this thing with Obamacare getting overturned. <laughs> oh, and, and Facebook's like general fall from grace. I heard that they said Mark Zuckerberg lost like $30, million, $30 billion, some crazy like billions of dollars this year. Like he lost more money this year than any other billionaire. So, okay. What do you guys think were the, uh, the most consequential stories of the year? So to me, I think it, it's the Democrats taking over the house. Oh, word? Yeah. I think that's going to be very substantial going into 2019, seeing what that feels like. And I was thinking about this earlier where I want to say that this would have also been the biggest news if it was in the flip side, uh, uh, scenario where let's imagine back in let's imagine we have a democratic president a left-leaning uh, bench and a uh, democratic uh, congress would i say the same thing if the republicans took over one of the chambers of the house i doubt it but i should i think because i think a balance of power is good i, I think a balance and a check on that no is what the system is built upon so no yeah obviously i know it is but so anyways as it stands a check is good, it, it, especially it, in this day and age, especially it, for this administration. For this administration, yes. But so a check is depending on what your desired goal is. You would want to have divided government if you want less stuff to happen, or if you want more conservative uh, policies to get passed or whatever. Then you would want them to have power. Uh, it, keep in mind what they have chosen to do with the power they have, and determine if you want more of that in your life versus what when the Democrats had full power, what they chose to do. It was to try to, you know, give everybody health care and fix the, the economy and say to myself, you know what that could have used? Some more kids in cages. All right. So, Bo. <laughs> um, so, you know, I guess uh, as far as my interest in domestic politics and stuff like that, it seems to kind or, of. Or just news stories yeah, in general. Yeah, um, The, you know, the one thing that it probably did captivate me a little bit was, you know, reading about uh, like what was happening in, in Venezuela. Right, oh, so yeah, they're kind yeah. of doing like hyperinflation. So I kind of, I kind of, uh, I kind of like reading about that stuff, and it, and it always boggles my mind, like, uh, you know how, uh, you know, an administration can truly, truly mess up, mess up a city or a society, you yeah. know. Uh, so I, that, and I don't know if it's it's not really a article, but I think the general rise of more third authoritarian uh, regimes that kind of keeps is kind of a trend. Uh, you know, 
and then you know England is doing to the Brexit with the with the uh, EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Xi Jinping in China is consolidating power, and yeah, and Putin is still kind of getting away with murder everywhere. That's a little old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting away with murder, you got your your Saudi prince. Yeah. Yeah, the world's going crazy, man. Yeah. So, so and I think the world's always been kind of crazy, um, but you know, I think we're at the age now where we're kind of paying attention more to it, and we're kind of sitting back and going, man. You know, I, I there's 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 a part of it that's like, well, this is I don't want to say entertaining, right? But I want to say, I mean, ratings are up, yeah, for a reason, yeah. But know? there's there's a part of me that kind of feels like um, there's a you know the kind of world is kind of a stormy place, right? And I'm trying to think like, uh, does this kind of match other times in history? Um, and maybe I was I. And I, this comes from me reading about like World War One history, you know. Worst time, yeah. Like, I'm gonna go on a limb here. Worst time, <laughs> worst time, you know. So, uh, what is it called? Like, do these? Do you think these storms will kind of come to a head, and then there's going to be like a, a large war that that could be uh, stopped if we if we change like uh, some small things here and there? You know? like, like, what will history like if something goes wrong? What will history say was the precipitating moment or like the mistake that was made? That could have prevented, yeah. So next thing that happened at, that hopefully doesn't happen. Yeah. So like the thing that I was reading about, like World War One, is right. Um, so the uh, the diplomat from from Germany, Bismarck, right? I think is Otto von Bismarck. He had set up a series of alliances throughout Europe that essentially, whenever they, whenever the assassination of the Archduke happened, it kind of collapsed into all out war between all of Europe, essentially. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the case. Yeah, and but. Before World War World War One in the eighteen hundreds and through the nineteen hundreds, it was great. Everybody was having fun. It was perfect, but there were kind of like these storm fronts kind of on the horizon, I guess. And I and I kinda of wondered like, is there something like that that could happen now that we are kind of blind to, you know? Like the and I think they call it like the fog of war, the the future, you know. You just don't really know what's gonna happen. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of powder kegs in the world right yeah. now, and the weapons are a lot more powerful. And yeah, so yeah, but yeah, I think it Bull's, can work out for that. Bull's initial point, I I would agree with this, which is there's probably been powder kegs that are all along throughout the course of history. Mm-hmm. It's only when things happen do you get those unfortunate events: World War One, World War Two, and so forth. So, so we probably got a bunch of them out there right now. Mm-hmm. Just let's make sure none of them get tripped or lit up. You know. So a thing I worry about, and I've talked about it here too, is the accidental nuclear problem. Like uh, there's been times like uh, what's my boy, the, the Russian dude who got the who, whose computer mal- malfunctioned and told him that the United States had launched nu- nukes at Russia, and oh, then yeah. he was in a good mood that day, and he didn't believe what his computer was telling him, and disobeyed his training and his orders to launch missiles back at the United States. Well, and, and avoided the nuclear holocaust. My, this is what I'm guessing happened. He he's sitting there, and every every so many days, like he he goes beep, and he's like, they're they're testing the system, right? And they're like, okay, we're doing a system test, and then it it fails, and he's like, okay, it failed again, it failed again, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're live, and then it fails, and he goes, hmm, this system's been acting up for this whole entire time. I think I'm just not gonna, you know, I'll call my IT department or something like that, and then he he's lauded as a hero where he was just like. You know, it's probably screwed up every single time up until that time that he was 
he did the right thing at the right moment. You know? That's not the way the story's told. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe that's the case, but the history, as I've read it, is much more he is a hero and saved the entire world from nuclear holocaust. And that's the hot take news. <laughs> For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. All right, so we'll be back after this. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm, I'm Lance. <laughs> I'm Johnny. That's right. I'm Bo. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go, buddy. So in this segment, I welcome you to come enter and step into what I call the Captain's Red Room, where we will talk about ourselves and what we've learned introspectively. So come on in. Cue the music. With the first link, the chain is forged. First speech censured, the first thought forbidden, first freedom denied. Chains is all irrevocable. No one should feel obligated to join this mission. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain me. Um, so for this segment, let's do a little recap here. So it's mm-hmm. the end of 2018. We've talked a lot about ourselves and what we've learned, how to develop, how how to have... I was going to use a straight dick joke again. but <laughs> I looked it up. I think it's solid dick. <laughs> Is that any better? No. Well, okay. depending on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, let's go around the room here, I guess, and just kind of reflect back on like, what do you think is the greatest difference or the greatest change you saw within yourself this year? I don't think about one. I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, you go, Bo. I, I got, mm, uh, I'm about to say. Yeah. Well. Uh, so I did think about this a little bit, and there's nothing that's, you know, the obvious thing to me is obviously I'm now a dad, right? And so, from and was, my, the, was the start of the pregnancy and the end of the pregnancy all well the, and, the, and the birth of the baby? Okay. Oh yeah. So that was, was the previous year. year. Okay. Yeah. So this year is you know it's it's still kind of like he was pretty much a you know from about two months till he's just over a little over a year now and so as far as introspection that is probably the that is the biggest chunk of my life now it, I, as, except for work right and obviously sleeping and stuff like that mm, you know sleep yeah uh if you take my waking hours right i have I give myself maybe thirty minutes to an hour free time a day or something. That's like all that. you get? Holy crap! Yeah, and because essentially what it is is I get home, I I take care of the house, I take care of the kid, and then when the kid goes to sleep, I, it's a race for me to get myself to bed. So, I think I might resent my child if I only have thirty minutes of free time. Yeah, but I mean that's just and <laughs> that's just goes. yeah. So that's that's just how it goes, and so you kind of have to. And I guess the thing though is that if you think about it, you're like, man, that. That sucks. But when you're doing it, it doesn't, you're kind of, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's like your your mind is kind of built for that. Right? You you see it as your kid and you go, okay, I just have to do it. And you don't really think about it as like. Well, it's a, well, it's a joy to do it. Like he, Well, I wouldn't say it's a, definitely not a joy. <laughs> trying to help you out here. <laughs> yeah. I would just say that, you know, your body naturally, or you're, you're built to do this kind of stuff. That's right. So Built for this. Dad bod. Yeah. But uh, I would say... Uh, kind of the 
growing into that uh, that sacrifice of time. I don't know if that if that makes sense, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So like before, when I first started it, I was like, I was like, okay, ooh, this is really tough. You know, mm-hmm. man, I'd I'd rather go, you know, watch TV or something like that. You know, here, mommy, you take the baby. I I, I don't want to do. This. Whereas now it's like, um, uh, you know, I say I don't I don't even think about like, do I want to do this or not? I just say, okay, I'm going to do it. Boom, 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 boom. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so Bo became a better father, and I think I'm going to stick with my answer of being about the same. I no. think I think in the coming year I'm going to waste less time. I think I, I waste a bunch of time. I, I think I'm going to try to shut that down. Come on. No, no. Or, We're not going to let you get away with that. Something has changed within you since 365 days ago to today. What has it been? There's got to be something that you can think internally, the way you think, the way you think about people, the way you think about the world. I'm going to give... The way you react to the world. I think I'm going to give more of myself to the world next year. I think I've come to the conclusion that the world needs more Lance. And uh, and I restrict myself a lot in various ways, big and small. And I am going to uh, do so less, less so. So, so 2019, the year of Lance Unleashed. Uh, the Lango Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's like a movie poster for that. <laughs> That's a real thing. I, I, I'll tell you more off, off mic, but yeah. All right. Sounds good. Off mic. Wait. So maybe this would be the too hot segment for the Patreon users. Uh, No. I mean. Just I mean, say yes, uh, and this would be the, <laughs> the, the temptation for them to chip in a couple bucks for Patreon. I think I'm going to try to get promoted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the big secret. <laughs> I wasn't trying before. I think I'm going to try now. All right. Cool. Delete my social media. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what about you, buddy? How is Johnny growing in a year? A year older, a year wiser. So I've alluded to it a couple of times on this podcast, I believe, where I'm um, on that meditation streak thanks to the Headspace app, which is not sponsoring us, unfortunately. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm trying to get some of that uh, that toothbrush <laughs> money <laughs> coming in here. <laughs> All the other podcasts found a way. <laughs> Squarespace. Um, so I think the bottom line there, not to sound too boring, is compassion. Compassion has been a big theme, I think, for me this year where this is kind of built in, kind of seeped into my life. And you look, I, I look back on it and I'm like, you know what? I think I've actually become a bit more of a mellow person in general. You know, I had a, had a breakup this year. Uh, life changed a bit there. Dad had a triple heart bypass surgery going on. Uh, you know, work's uh, starting to get more uh, interesting for me. Not that it wasn't before, but it's getting more interesting now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, I think the, you, you attribute your, uh, what's the word you just said there? Compassion. Your compassion to your meditation? Yeah. Some of it. Yeah. I think you brought that up in a different conversation though, mm-hmm. that, that the meditation gave you compassion. And I was like, I don't relate those two, but apparently you do because you brought this up twice. Huh. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find a way to describe that, I guess, as far as why meditation leads to compassion. I think part of it is suffering happens yes like shit's gonna happen in our life Mm -hmm. bad stuff's gonna happen happens to everybody it's gonna happen once it happens it's how we deal with it so once we can get to a point of kind of just being okay with suffering as far as like as opposed to running away from suffering i think some people don't like the pain so therefore let me just not think about it let me distract myself with pleasure let me 
go do these other things and such mm-hmm. and just ignore it. But whereas if you lean into it and just recognize, hey, bad things are going to happen. It's okay. It always does happen. So does the good things. And I think in, in sitting with that and realizing, oh, hey, I might have another breakup or I may have fantastic life with the, and have kids one day or, or whatnot. Like all that stuff just kind of gels in there. And then the idea of compassion kicks in because, you know, Lance, you probably had a bad day sometimes. Bo has bad days sometimes. Like, so I think it's just compassion realizing, hey, everybody's got this human suffering thing going on. It's nothing unique about me or them sometimes. So if I can latch onto that and realize, hey, that person has been mean to me, you know, maybe they had a rough upbringing. Maybe they had a really bad day. Maybe their kid's in trouble or something. You know, there could be a number of things in there. I think we all know that, but I think the and act of Conceptually, yeah. Yeah, we all know the conceptually, but the act of meditation makes it much more quicker to lean into. It's interesting. I think, I think. You know, so I had to admit it, but I think this year kind of made me less compassionate. <laughs> I think I got more jaded. Like, uh, especially, like uh, my, my opinion of people lowered a little bit, I'd say over the course of the year and I don't think I'm as generous I don't I, I'm not quick to ascribe generous uh, intentions to people as, as somebody else might be it's probably the law of uh, equal generosity in the world you know so that, oh, that's mine with you <laughs> <laughs> it cannot neither be destroyed or created <laughs> it just transfers uh, that's interesting I, so like I, I was saying BS in my mind up until <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like the last ten seconds of what you said and how you related your your meditation to to compassion, and so I can see that. Mm, I still, I, I wonder. I wonder. It's very similar to the moment you were mentoring that student who was yeah. like getting angry a lot. And you say, yeah. "Hey, just breathe, yeah. just breathe. It'll calm you down a lot." And if you if that kid did that all the time, he'll probably the first time probably take him like minutes to calm down. If he kept on doing it, 10 breaths, he could probably calm himself down automatically. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder, I, I, I'm not convinced that it's the best thing to, well, compassion is good. Compassion is good. I don't want to be anti-compassion. Like, what is that? What am I doing here? But at the same time, some people are out to get you and I'm, and allowing them to, the chance to get you is uh, not a thing I'm necessarily open. But compassion doesn't mean roll over. Compassion doesn't mean let them take advantage of you. Compassion just means, hey, understand where you're going and why you're trying to hurt me. I disagree with it. And I'm going to push back on this and so forth, but I can still have compassion for those people. You know? Mm. All right. Good for you. Hey, we need more Johnnies in the world. That's a, that's a good thing right there, buddy. Way to be. <laughs> Got something on that, Bo? Oh, well, uh, I was going to say it sounds to me like um, compassion, empathy, these kind of uh, skills of taking yourself and projecting well, i don't know if it's projecting right but trying to uh be as objectively uh and implicitly un- unbiased about how someone else feels and thinks about a situation is a skill right and so i think it's good that johnny has taken the time you know every day to reflect on that and to try to be like okay you know i understand that i have to do a better job of trying to see the world from someone else's point of view. And if I think about that every single day, then in the act of, uh, I would say like friction between people, you can stop and you can say, okay, you know, let me enact these skills that I've been working on, you know, throughout the year. I'm with you 
I'm very, very with you with understanding where people are coming from. I value that highly, and I and I do try to do that. That is a skill I try to cultivate. But um, that second part where it's like, and then I think that or that um they the, the, the they might still be out to get you. <laughs> yeah. So like, I understand where you're coming from and why you're trying to get me. <laughs> and so I'm not going to fall for it though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's very interesting. Um, I don't know. So uh, we doing goals for next year? I don't want to do goals for next year. That's that. That seems like a. Yeah. Too, do that? Yeah, it's too much. Too common. Yeah. Yeah. No goals for next year. No, you definitely have goals for next year. Um, that goes out to this one listener. I'm hoping is listening. I have no goals for next year. <laughs> There you go. Text, <laughs> text me. Text me. <laughs> oh my god. That's what we're coming. Hey, so uh, I don't know. Go to the website. Check out Johnny's uh, <laughs> social media if you feel like I'm send him a message. <laughs> all right. You guys got anything else you want to bring up on this topic? <laughs> no, we're good here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks for uh, being in the captain's red room. Get out of here. Transfer of data is complete. All right. Well. Uh, we're going to wrap it up a little early today, just because... Oh, not early, sorry. <laughs> we're not ending early. We're ending at the exact right time. <laughs> the right time the stars have dictated for us to stop this podcast, only so that we can separate the pop culture one into its own standalone. I guess we got just so much good stuff there. Yeah, we're going to Yeah, we're going to give you guys a special bonus episode to finish out the year with our top 10 uh, pop culture of 2018. So look forward to that uh, in your feed there, everybody. So... But that's the end of this episode, so uh, with that teaser for the next one that you're going to love. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, sorry again for any coughing I did on the mic here. I'm still nursing a little bit of uh, of my illness here, so shout out to the guys for, for not wearing their surgeon's mask to be in the same room with me. <laughs> uh, I think uh, we had a great episode. I'm so happy to be back to see you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, signing off for the Junto Show, I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. I'm both. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, don't forget, leave us five stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Leave us Wherever a- you're at, five stars. And then check us out at patreon.com slash Junto Show and let us know yeah. that we did a good job. There's five stars on Yelp, five stars on Amazon, five stars everywhere. Yeah, Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they know where I live. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.